y'all. Welcome back to Me So Asia. Not gonna lie, episode two was a mouthful. Uh, episode three didn't disappoint. It was another mouthful. I was able to squeeze that in an hour, but I want to thank you for listening to my three episodes so far. We're coming back with episode four. This should wrap up this little saga about how I got here and how I stayed pretty much. So I titled this episode, He Kicked Me Out, because that's pretty much how it ended. So continue on with the story. So after Vegas, right, he left before me because he scheduled his flight a little bit later. And I scheduled mine with everybody else that was going to go to Vegas in the first place. So he got on his plane And by the time I boarded my plane, I'm pretty sure he was halfway through his flight or almost through with his flight. So on that plane ride, I mean, it was nice and peaceful. It was very sunny. I got all the views the rest of the four hours of the way over to um, BWI Airport. Right, BWI? Yes. And I just reflected what happened between my father asking Q if he could have additional passengers in the car on the way to the show and how he reacted. Also how he reacted before the show and after the show and how he pretty much cursed me out and told me how he really felt about me in the car and in that hotel room. And I just came to realization on that flight that I am not the person for him. It's just pretty simple. And I knew what I had to do. So from that day forward, just to be honest, my mind was made up. I was leaving. I didn't know how I was going to leave, but I had a backup plan. So Vegas was around the last week of June. My game plan was to start looking at other positions. I've been applying to other positions up to that point, but this time, since I'm trying to leave and be completely independent, I went harder at applying for jobs. He knew I was applying to jobs, and when I increased the amount of effort I was putting into searching for new positions, he didn't second guess it because That's something I was doing for months now because the job that I originally got, I knew it was a stepping stool. So I knew I was not going to be there long term, especially no more than a year. Then the next step I did, I went ahead and started looking at apartments in my price range. So I went ahead and laid out all of my expenses and my income at the time and I was trying to gauge what is my budget luckily during my extensive search I actually got a job offer for my current position right now as an auditor so during that time I was going harder at job searches and searching for new places my prayers was answered so I got a job which I'm still in now and I love it 
I feel important at my job because I do important things. But I got a position and I definitely agreed to that on the spot because, of course, it was a pay increase. And I didn't know this at the time, but I was going to have a way much of a shorter commute, significantly short. I drive about, what, 10, 15 minutes on a good day, 30 minutes on a bad day. You know, bad day would be traffic or weather or something like that. On the way back home, mixed in with that little DC traffic, about 30 minutes, 45 at the most. If there's an accident, an hour. So I was pretty stoked. Now, since I had the new job lined up, now I really had to nail in where I was going to live. So when I went out on the weekends, I believe I spent two weekends searching for places before everything went, you know, south. And during my off days, because I was off some days on the weekdays at my call center job, so I was able to take those days to look for more places. So I did not want to look in the area that I was currently living in. And I targeted surrounding cities and a little bit further. I tried to stay within like a 20 mile radius, I would say. I was looking for a certain look of the apartment. I wanted something newish, you know, stainless steel appliances matter to me. <laughs> I wanted no carpet in the living areas because I was definitely taking my dog. I'm not leaving my dog, of course. She's like my kid, whatever I go, she goes. I was looking for one bedroom, one bath, because I wasn't, you know, anticipating anybody else living with me. It was just going to be on my own. So that was easy to find, one bedrooms, one baths. There was a few that I like. I made sure I picked out a top three, and my next step when I picked out my top three was finding out when would be the best or the earliest move-in date. While I was in a process of doing a process of elimination, I was trying to think about how I was going to make my exit because my original game plan was to land a new job, secure the apartment, you know, get that deposit in whatnot, fill out the paperwork, get approved, everything, have that squared away and have a set move-in date before I made any movement. And the last step was how I was going to leave. Was I going to tell him or was I, go was I going to disappear out of his life, just incognito? I expressed my plans to my parents because I tell them just about everything because I want to get their input. I want to see if they have any guidance for me. I want to see if they have any thoughts or opinions because I value their thoughts and opinions. And my father at the time said, because, you know, he's, a ups he's an upstanding man. So his motto was, be upfront with him and tell him why you are leaving and just simply leave. I said, mm, not too sure about that because I know Q has a little bit of a petty side. So this could go either way. He could be all for, you know, me having my own space, 
trying to figure out what I need and pretty much have him reflect about the actions that he's done. And maybe if it's in the cars, maybe we could possibly get back together again and, you know, just leave everything unresolved. But that's one thing I wasn't willing to do. And I definitely considered my dad's opinion. My mother didn't have a problem with my plan, you know, me securing everything, the job, the crib, um, any additional furniture that I needed and simply move and disappear. She had no problems with that. So, yeah. As time went on, because this happened like in a two week period. As time went on, I believe all this happened like a two week period. This job searching, this crib searching, narrowing everything down, having these talks with my parents about my next moves. Um, I believe that I finally got courage to finally have a conversation with him because I was really thinking about what my father was saying. I was like, maybe I should, you know, be an adult tell him how I really feel and have a conversation with him and maybe he would appreciate it and see my side of things and hopefully we could end things amicably. That was my goal after I thought everything over. So pretty much about mid-July, because it was about a good two weeks or so, it was a Saturday. That Saturday was a little bit different for me I felt some type of way. It was just a weird outer body experience. I just knew if it was time for me to say something, it was going to be that day. And he was sitting on a living room couch. I remember this. And he was relaxing, browsing his phone. He loves his, he, he loves his electronics. TVs, phones, tablets, iPads, everything he loves it and i sat down next to him and he said hey what's up i was like nothing i was thinking about something because we never after that big blow up and we blew everything over the next day that we're going to travel back you know from las vegas back home to the dmv area he went ahead and um just swept everything under the rug and I did too. I followed suit. When we got home, we didn't really say anything about it. So two weeks passed, of course, and we came to this day now. We're face to face. And he went ahead and asked me what's on my mind. And um about to get a little emotional. Cause um I said some things I wanted to say, but I didn't get to say everything that I wanted to say. But what I did say was, <clears throat> I reflected on what you said. He said, when? I said, back in Vegas. He said, what about it? And I said, I feel like you truly mean what you said. You said that you were angry the next day. I believe when people are angry, or drunk or something like that, experiencing some extreme emotion. 
and they say something. I feel like that's your initial thought. That's how you truly feel. I believe that is how you truly feel. And he said, I'm sorry, I didn't want you to take it that way. I think you're a great person. I was just angry and frustrated. That's that's it. Do not take it, you know, too far. Do not think too much into it. I was like, no taken. And I said, no, seriously. I was thinking about what you said. You pretty much described me as somebody that you don't want. You said, I'm too social. I'm too friendly. You say that I don't listen. You said that I wish I was this, I, that I wish I was that. I realized that I'm not the person for you. I realized I have been changing myself to be the perfect woman for you. An image of your perfect woman. I'm changing myself so much that I don't even know who I am anymore. I don't. I look in the mirror and I don't know who I'm looking at anymore because I'm changing myself to please you. I'm not doing this because I want to. I just think it's going to make our relationship better and it's not fair. And I bought up the situation about him moving. I mentioned to him that when we started dating, we lived near each other, everything was great. We visit each other often. But I told him that day that I realized the longer we stay together and the more he's trying to do these career changes, do something else, he's steadily moving further and further away from me. And I was steadily trying to get closer and closer and closer to him. The further he get away from me, I try to get back. And I was like, have you realized that? You've been moving all over this place and I have been nothing but supportive. And I tried to cry. I've been nothing but supportive and you haven't done anything for me. I've done everything for you. I do so much around this place. I sacrifice so much and you never sacrifice anything for me. You you moved away. We, we came up with a plan to be together still. Even though you moved away for yourself, your career, and you never consulted anything with me, if I was going to be the one that you want to be with in the long run, shouldn't you consult some things with me and try to get some ideas from me? No, because you don't treat me like a citizen. You treat me like I'm second class. And when he moved to the DMV area, I was willing to move up there. And 
if he didn't really think about it, I wasn't really fully prepared, but I did it anyway because I wanted to be closer to him and I want to hold up my end of the bargain. I always said I wanted a ring before I moved in. I got it. I went ahead and solidified the deal. I made so many sacrifices. I made so many changes and I just came to the boiling point that I, I'm just not the woman for you. This engagement is pretty much over. And I remember he looked at me and he said, are you serious? And I said, yes, I'm, I'm tired of sacrificing. I'm, I'm tired of changing. I, I don't like this new person that I'm becoming. I'm, I can't recognize her no more. I, I'm ready to wake up and be myself again. And he said, okay. And he said, so what are we going to do? I said, well, I'm going to move out of this place because, you know, you originally got this. And this is technically your apartment. I'm leaving. I'm taking my stuff. You keep your stuff. I don't want any of your stuff. I'm taking mine and I'm gone. And he said, how long is it going to take you? I was like, I don't know. Give me two weeks. Because what he didn't know was I was already looking for places to stay. And um, I had a top three. And my goal was to move in the first week of August. And of course, he didn't know that. But in the back of my mind, that was my game plan. And he said, okay, so I, I guess we're going to be a little bit awkward because we're going to be roommates a little bit. I was like, I guess so. We got to do what we got to do. And he said, okay. And I I went to the master bedroom because that's where um, we put all my stuff at. You know, that's where my bed, my, my bed suite is whatever my bedroom set. So I went there and just reflected about what just happened. And um, that night, I actually cried happy tears because I actually got some stuff off my chest. Ash was able to say how I really felt. That's how I really felt. And that's how I really feel to this day. I feel like he didn't appreciate me. I feel like that he loved my company. He loved to be around me. He loved the things that I've done for him. But I feel that if I wanted him to do something for me, I highly doubt that he would do that because I solely realized that I was with a selfish man and that's something I do not want. A few hours later, because we had our conversation about Saturday evening, I believe he had time to think too. He came into the master bedroom and he said, I thought about what you said and this roommate situation is not going to work. So I need you to get your shit and get the fuck out. So I said, excuse me? He said, yeah. I want you to pack your shit and get the fuck out of his crib by tomorrow. I said, really? He said, absolutely. I said, okay. He left and I locked the door. And I simply got on the phone with my father and told him. I didn't tell him what Q said verbatim. 
but I did say that he said that I need to leave the crib and he cannot do this roommate situation for two weeks. He just cannot look at me in the face, I guess. My father said, it's okay. Pack whatever you can and leave that place tomorrow. And we will get the rest of your furniture later. I said, okay. So that night I use whatever luggage, whatever bags, whatever boxes I had laying around. And I packed as much stuff as I could that night. Because when you approach me in a certain tone, in a certain manner, I'm going to believe it the first time. I'm not going to try somebody who's experiencing extreme emotions. I'm not going to do that. We're not doing that. So in the meantime, what I did not know was that my father scheduled a um, extended stay. For me, my dog to, you know, go because, like I said, I had my top three apartments in mind and I wanted to move the beginning of August, but I had to make a decision soon now just in case one of my, you know, apartments disappear and I'm SOL. And um, I took a nap. I barely slept that night. It was very uncomfortable. So the next day, I was packing up the stuff that I can inside of my car. I had a car, not an SUV, so I really could not fit a lot of stuff. So I was packing up all my stuff. I know I packed a lot of clothes, my dog stuff, my valuables, you know, my social security card, passport and all that stuff, and other documents, packed up everything. And um, it took me about all day because I had to go back and forth from the apartment. Um, he was in the second bedroom a lot, so... He didn't see the whole moving process. And um, I believe around the afternoon-ish, he realized that I took his warning seriously. And he said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm leaving. He said, no, 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 don't, don't, don't do that. I care about your well-being. You don't have to do that. I said, no, you told me I have to leave. I'm not sticking around so you can have a mood swing on me and play jackal and mr hyde or whatever you're not going to be nice one day and mean to me the next day i'm not i'm not going to live through that i'm not so i i'd rather leave he said where are you going to go i said like, don't worry about that i i called my father everything sorted out he's like your father knows I was like absolutely what you what you think so i continue to go through the process of loading up my car and stuff like that. And, and unfortunately, I had to leave my bed, the clothes in my drawers, because I have a lot of clothes. I had clothes in my dresser, had clothes in my, what chest of drawers is called, I had to leave those. So I definitely cleaned out my closet. So at least that was finished. And I said, I'll come back for my stuff. And I, scheduled some movers to come on a Tuesday so everything was set unfortunately they couldn't come Monday because they had a job to do so that was fine <sighs> memories memories after I got all my clothes and my shoes from the closet I went ahead and drove off pretty much and um my dog didn't like the extended stay because it was foreign to her so I went ahead and decided that 
staying at a kennel, you know, a boarding place where she can be with like other dogs and, you know, communicating play would be best for her and it's less stressful environment for her. So I did board her for um, two weeks until, you know, the moving process would be over. So I made sure I scheduled her for like three weeks, I guess, three weeks. Yeah. Because this is mid-July, I got right out the next two weeks because that first week of August, I was planning on moving. So during that extended stay, um, I picked finally my favorite apartment. It was like one 800 square feet, one bedroom, one bath, and it was everything I wanted, especially in the kitchen. It was updated, had stainless steel appliances, it had uh, granite countertops, it had a porch... Uh, no, I'm mean, not porch balcony. Um, it had no carpet in living areas, which I really wanted, and it was in a nice, quiet community. And it was not near Q. And I was not planning on telling him where I was going to move to. And I didn't want him to know because I didn't want no unexpected visits. I don't want to see his mean side or something like that. So I made sure that I kept that to myself and uh, make sure I didn't drop any hints about where I was going. So I went over to the crib Monday and I told him that I had to pick up something. Um, I can't remember what it was, but I tried to go pick up something that I left in a room that I should have packed up. And that's when I made the horrible discovery that my mattress, my bookcases, my chest of drawers, my dresser, everything was in the hallway. I confronted him about why he was moving my stuff all in the hallways and byways. And he said that I told him I was moving out officially Monday. Meaning to him, I was taking all of my stuff Monday. I was like, when did I tell you Monday? He said, yeah, you, you, you told me yesterday that you was moving out the next day. I was like, oh my goodness, okay. So he said that I should be thankful that I'm helping him because the movers can just simply grab and go. And I told him some of this furniture is meant for two people to carry because you might break something. He actually did. He actually broke um, the leg off of my dresser. I got that fixed since then, but we discovered that when the movers came and picked it up properly to move it, the leg fell off. So that's nice, my nice furniture, but it's okay. Anyway, going back. So he said that he has a few more things to wrap up and put in the hallway and he has errands to run and if I need something, let him know. He'll be gone for the rest of the day, pretty much. And I was like, lovely. So I proceeded to call the moving company and said, ha ha ha, jokes on me. We will not be moving my stuff Tuesday. We will be moving it today, if they can. And they said, lucky you, uh, because there's nobody after, you know, the customer that they were moving that morning. Because they schedule to move um, customers in the morning and the afternoon. So it's like about two moves a day for each group, whatever. 
So my group, I guess my group of guys, they said that when they're done with the first job, you know, take their lunch breaks and whatnot, they could swing by and pick up my stuff. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. So during, well, the whole time I was assuming that they will be here by, you know, one, two-ish. They actually showed up at 4.30. I was there from 8 to 4.30, sitting in the hallway, watching over my stuff. Luckily, my phone was really good on battery. So I was thoroughly entertained for eight hours. <laughs> well, eight and a half hours, actually. And the neighbors were, they were iffy about the situation. They, <laughs> I remember one of them was asking me if I was a battered woman. I said, like, no, I'm not a battered woman. We just broke up and he just threw myself in the hallway. She's like, okay. Um, another neighbor asked if I needed help because it was four, you know, apartments on each floor where we lived. Um, the other neighbor across the hall from us, they offered me like food and drink or whatnot because I, I didn't want to move. I didn't want to go do anything. I didn't want to go to the bathroom. I didn't want to eat any food. I just want to watch my stuff because I don't really know my neighbors like that. So I, I, I didn't take the time to know them, unfortunately. So I couldn't trust myself around anybody. So I was posted up in a hallway pretty much at an angle where I could see the furniture on our actual floor and the furniture laid, not laid out, but set up in the stairwell. So when the movers came, they looked at my stuff and they're like, whoa, this is crazy. I said, yeah. And they said, he's not a real man. If he did all this, I was like, well, that's the situation I'm in. So they went ahead and actually put all my stuff in the truck within an hour, actually. Because all they had to do was grab and go. And before I left, I thanked the neighbors um, as much as I could. Because um, I think one or two was out for the rest of the day still. And um, the ones across the hall was, you know, there all day. Because I guess they were watching over me, I guess, I would say. But I'm thank them too. And um, the mover said, show them where they want me to um, drop the stuff off. I'll say it's not going to be a home or anything or not. Because um, I signed for my dream apartment for the beginning of August. So we still have like what? A little, well, a little over two weeks left to wait. So I went ahead and set aside a storage unit to go put it in. So I took them to the storage unit and they moved it in pretty quickly. They had to grab and go, set it in there. And everything was good. We locked it up and um, I paid the invoice and we went on our merry way. During the next two weeks, I went through a range of emotions. It was a mix of like betrayal, hurt, humiliation especially, failure. I felt failure during those couple weeks. I felt lost. I felt, I felt sad. I felt a little bit of happiness because I was able to get something heavy off my chest and live in my truth and live the way that I want to. I can be the Asia that I want it to be, that I'm supposed to be, especially. 
and I was happy to get ready to be on this new journey of me living on my own by myself, supporting myself and my dog. It was going to be a journey and I was scared because if you think about it, I moved from my parents' house straight in with my um, now ex-fiance at the time. So I always had somebody living with me. And now what, about three years later, I'm still living and learning on my own pretty much. And it's been a good and bad experience, honestly. But if I could turn back the hands of time, I... I'm pretty glad that I I left. I feel like I'm slowly getting to know myself again and know what I like, know what I want to do. I can do whatever I want, travel wherever I want, <laughs> make whatever friends I want to make, make my own mistakes and learn from them. But in all honesty, I believe he wasn't all of a bad person. There were some good qualities in him as well. I would say he was very charismatic, I would say. He knows how to talk and he knows how to get people engaging. Um, He really liked technology and I learned a lot of stuff about electronics and um, cars especially. He he was really into cars. So um, I learned a lot from him about cars as well. Um, he was kind of sort of handy, so I learned a few little tricks about fixing, you know, stuff around um, the crib, which I can take with me. Let's see. Um, he was very, I would say, he he wasn't as talkative, which is good because that means that I can <laughs> I can dominate the conversations because I like to talk and hear myself talk, so. That was a good quality. However, of course, like everybody, and like me, he had, you know, not so good qualities. And um, one thing I did not like was he was selfish, you know, selfish. He was not considerate. He was very conniving. He had uh, mood swings, which I did not like that. One day he's fine. The next day he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it. Or you took it wrong. And no, I took it the right way. You shouldn't, you know, react it like that. But it's cool. Another thing I did not like was he he wasn't. When we first started dating, he was very romantic and. He tried his hardest, but of course, when we got engaged, that's when everything changed. He felt like since, you know, I got the ring that I wanted, he doesn't have to do that anymore. So that means he can pretty much slack off. So the romance kind of died down and I couldn't see that romantic side anymore, which was kind of sad. So that made me to believe was that for real or was that a facade so i'm left to wonder that to this day but of course like all relationships there are some good and bads but my favorite thing about it was that 
I wasn't alone. I had somebody that would listen to me. <laughs> um, I liked having somebody else to support the household, be a team. I missed the random conversations. I miss trying new food places because we liked food as well. <laughs> uh, one thing I did not like was um, the way he would be a little bit sneaky. I'm not going to lie. Be a little sneaky. Um, I didn't like our dynamic. You know, our, you know, he's the man of the household whatever I say goes, I did not like that. And I was like a second class citizen in that household. So that's the main thing I did not like in the relationship. And he didn't want to consider my thoughts and feelings about certain things because of course his mindset is, is, you know, me, I'm a man of the house. I make these decisions. So I kind of see why he was doing that. Another thing I did not like about the relationship is I wish we could have spent more time with his family. I spent some time with his family, but not as much as he'd been around my family. And I just came to a realization towards the end that maybe he's not that much of a family guy that I thought he was. So um, that's one thing that I wish could have happened was uh, get to know them a little bit better because Family's everything. I love to talk to my parents every day. And I do talk to them every day. But during that time period when we were living together, it went from every day to every other week pretty much. And I definitely had to change that because um, I didn't like how little I was talking to my family during that time. Which is another aspect I did not like about my relationship it was pretty much when I got home, it was Q and only Q. Anybody from the outside did not matter. And it shouldn't have to be like that. You know, since we were together, my family's your family. Your family is my family at this point. You know, it, it, it takes a village. But, he, but he, in his mind, it was no, we're a clique pretty much. That makes sense. But what I learned ultimately from my last relation, well, this, yeah, this last relationship, <laughs> I almost said it wasn't, but it was, it's, it's in the past, but I learned to do not change myself again. If I want to change something about myself, such as, for example, I want to get more fit or, um, I want to get my teeth whiter or I want to start cursing less. Things like that, for example, it's going to be on my own accord. If I want to change the way I dress, I can change the way I dress because I want to. Don't change myself because somebody else does not like what I say, what I do, how I look. I need to do things my way. That's the main takeaway from this whole situation.
And I need to be able to not be afraid to say my mind and give my opinion because I have something to add. I'm intelligent. I am funny. And I can add so much content and give so much context. So just be be free. Another thing is I need to learn how to not retaliate, I would say. Not retaliate. Um, retaliation is not good, actually. My past two retaliations ended negatively. It had a negative effect. And I wish I've never done it. Because it makes my character look bad. Because I'm over here trying to stoop to somebody else's level. Now, my name is tarnished. And I'm going to have to chalk that up. It's, it's a mistake, but it's okay. Um, now, I still live on my own. I am single. And I'm content with that. I want to continue to learn myself. I am still in the DMV area because... <laughs> That is how we went on this whole tangent. It's how we got through these three episodes now, two, three, four. It's explained how I even got here and stayed here. It's because I like my job. I like my job. I like my crib. My dog is happy here. I can see a difference. She's a little... My dog is a little bit happy here. She um, has a little pep in her step. She likes it, I guess. She's adjusting pretty well. I take her about everywhere. I like my group of friends. I like the things we do around in a DMV area. There's a lot of stuff to do, but unfortunately not right now because we're in, you know, a little pandemic right now. But you know, th things will change in 2021. My goodness. <laughs> things will change in 2021, let's, let's hope. But, um... It's a lot of things to do, and I plan on staying here for a little bit, even though I can't call the DMV area home, per se, because the South will always be home to me. But I will definitely stay here for now. Right now, um, we are not on speaking terms. When he threw my stuff out, that is, now I think about it, that is like the last day we actually had a full blown conversation hey what's up y'all thank you for finishing episode four he kicked me out if you're wondering no we are not on speaking terms i have no desire to say anything to him because i you know when i look at his name i get flashbacks about what happened and i want him to feel how i really feel but he's never going to understand because he's not in my shoes so He's not going to understand why I do not want to talk to him, why I do not want to establish any type of friendly relationship at all. And I'm content with that at that point, at, at this point, pretty much. But um, 2021, I'm being more optimistic with that. 2020 has been garbage so far. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, 2020 has been so bad for me, but it's okay. So I'm going to pick up the mood. Next week is going to be a fun episode. It has something to tell you all. 
that um, it's not traditional. It's something interesting and I want to talk about it. Maybe it's the millennial in me, maybe, you know, old school minds probably think something different about, you know, the way I'm living right now, but I want to get your opinion. Let's talk about it. So you can follow me on my social media at Asia K Charnay, and you can go ahead and go to the YouTube channel. I switched to Asia K. It's not me so Asia anymore. But other than that, thank you for listening. Until we meet again, toodles. Hey.